From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Tuesday, February 21st. I'm Sarah Wright. Emergency benefits, including some CalFresh allotments, are ending with the COVID state of emergency next week. Families that relied on the extra assistance in the last three years are now advised to turn to food banks, which are stocking up for an increase in clientele. That includes the Fort Bragg Food Bank, according to Operations Coordinator Lisi Martinez. With the CalFresh benefits being almost doubled with that, those emergency funds, many families were utilizing their CalFresh and not coming to the food bank as often, and that's why we're trying to prepare for an influx of people whose monthly food budget is literally going to be cut in half, if not more. Martinez added that the Fort Bragg facility plays a large role in food distribution throughout the county. We're actually Mendocino Food and Nutrition, as well as the Fort Bragg Food Bank. We're both together. So Mendocino Food and Nutrition Program distributes all of the emergency food that's provided by the state throughout the entire county of Mendocino. So we go down to Gualala, Round Valley, Legate, Laytonville, Ukiah. That's every pantry and soup kitchen in the county. How many is that? 18. I think we're up to 18 I now. I think it's 18. And it sounds like you just got a warehouse in Willits? Yeah, we recently purchased a warehouse on Blosser Lane so it can accommodate more food and then bigger trucks so that the trucks don't have to go over Highway 20. They're just going to Willits up the 101. So how much food are you able to distribute in terms of pounds, in terms of the number of people who are served? Last year, Mendocino Food and Nutrition Program distributed 2.5 million pounds, but that does not include some of the other food banks have access to other foods. So I would say throughout the county, it was probably over 3 million pounds of food was distributed. We only keep track of the first time people come to the food bank for the state, but we're doing over 5,000 people in the county for food banks. And then, if my math is correct, at least 15,000 at the soup kitchens. And is that per year, per Per month? month. Per month. Per month. One of the things that led me to to reaching out to you was last week's public health briefing where we learned that the... Uh, CalFresh recipients had gone way up from 2018. It was about $18 million in 2018 and then $48 million last year. And the number that keeps sticking with me is that $18 million of last year's allotment was from this emergency COVID money, which is going to end at the end of the month. So... What is your thinking on that and and how are you going to be able to prepare for it? One of Rochelle and my jobs is food procurement. And we've recently joined forces with Grocery Outlet in Ukiah. And they've been giving us some really good deals on food so that we can distribute that to the food banks. We also have some emergency food boxes sourced through the state that we've been receiving. And right now they're in our Willits warehouse. So we have those available at different food banks. We take advantage of FoodLink. It's a food donation process out of Sacramento area. And then we also partnered with REFB, the Santa Rosa Food Bank, uh, Redwood Empire Food Bank. And they've even sent trucks to our warehouse in Fort Bragg with 18 pallets of food. So we're definitely preparing for an increase of food bank recipients. 
Where does the money come from for that? Is that still through the state of California or do you rely largely on donors? It's a mix of everything. We definitely rely on our donors. No donation is too small. There's state funding for food allotment, but we also have been getting some really good grants. And so we're able to to purchase food with the grant money that we get. So are the grants tied at all to the state of emergency? The food boxes are coming from the state of emergency. The grant that we're working closely with right now is for rural and remote. Rochelle Sutherland, the outreach coordinator, is planning a program of pop-up food banks in an effort to reach more of those areas. What I have in the works for next month is I'm going to have a pop-up in Laytonville. They have a food bank, but they're only open once a month. We're going to do Willits, and we're also going to do Round Valley. This is just trying to get more food out to those communities that don't have... Uh, I mean, here in Fort Bragg, we're open every day of the week, and so it's very convenient. And they also don't have the grocery stores we have. So I'm also looking at Potter Valley. I've been looking at Hopland either do a pop-up or find someone that would like to host a food bank. I can get them the food. I can get them the supplies. But the pop-ups will be ran by staff at, at Fort Bragg Food Bank. And it sounds like you're expecting or hoping for an influx of volunteers to help deal with the increase in business. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what it takes to be a volunteer and, and what you're looking for? Volunteers just need to have a willingness to help people and a couple spare hours. We are trying to encourage volunteers to come and get orientated with the food bank and what we do. Since we've shifted to the Choice Pantry, I definitely noticed the volunteers having those personal interactions with clients and just realizing that food banks are a hand up, not charity. It's totally normal to come to the food bank. I think I spoke to you earlier about the misconception of food stamps that, you know, the food bank is kind of your last resort and we want to be your first line of defense. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.